May 22, 2011 started like just another spring day in the city of Joplin. That afternoon, graduates from Joplin High School gathered in Missouri Southern's Leggett and Platt Athletic Center for commencement. The hour-long ceremonies began around 4 p.m., but shortly after 5 p.m., skies began to grow dark, and there was talk about a tornado warning. Only minutes after graduation ended, tornado sirens began to sound. A massive EF-5 tornado was hurtling across the Kansas line, aimed directly at the city. 161 people would die. As amazing as it seems, this year marks the 10th anniversary of the Joplin tornado. News Talk KZRG's Ty Albright has more. Then, as now on May 22nd, News Talk KZRG and the stations of Zimmer Marketing served as the first lines of information and defense. Even before the tornado hit, broadcasters knew it was on the way. Damaging and multi-vortex tornado reported with this storm. So we do have a confirmed tornado in the city of Joplin. That's KZRG's Rob Meyer giving real-time updates as the tornado moved from west to east across the city. And within just minutes, a stretch of Joplin roughly from 15th to nearly 32nd Street was completely unrecognizable. We have an actual report of a tornado on the ground. So you need to be taking caution at this hour because a tornado has touched down in the city of Joplin. That's KZRG's Josh Marsh, who was live on the air during the storm. This as many started to realize the scope of what had just occurred. KZRG's Chad Elliott surveyed the damage on Rangeline Road just moments after the storm had passed. We have sustained a major hit here on the city of Joplin. There are people that are needing help. People trapped in their cars. I see cars crumble, Josh. Arby's has been destroyed. The building is, the windows are blown out. Oh, my Lord. I see massive, massive, massive amounts of damage. I am not exaggerating this at all. This is just horrible, Josh. As the minutes and hours passed, the four-state area, then the nation and the world began to react. It was clear that the tornado was to change Joplin forever. In tomorrow's segment, we'll talk about the national and even international reaction to the Joplin tornado. Steve Smith, News Talk KZRG. In the very first hours after the May 22, 2011 Joplin tornado, Zimmer Broadcasting decided to take an unprecedented measure. They would stay on the air 24-7. The city of Joplin has declared, uh, Mayor Wilson has declared a local disaster. All people not needing to be out are being asked to stay in. As first responders reached the tornado zone that was about one mile wide and stretched all across the city, they found people dead and people injured. Initially, no one had any real idea of how many people had died. That was reflected in early national news reports. In some places, there's nothing left. Houses unrecognizable, cars wrapped around trees. Missouri's director of public safety says urban search and rescue teams have been dispatched. The heavy equipment is being brought in and they need all the help they can get. Ultimately, 161 people were listed among the dead and over a thousand were injured. One of Joplin's two hospitals, St. John's Medical Center, had been hit hard. The hospital, a mainstay of health care in the city for decades, would never open to patients again. That left Freeman Hospital less than a mile to the south of St. John's to carry the load as patients began arriving. Just before midnight, a caller to KZRG described the destruction she saw in her area of the community. I just wanted to ask if you guys have uh, been talking any about Duquesne. Well, my daughter lives on 24th Street mm-hmm. over there. It is totally demolished. They were trapped in their house. Oh, wow. 
they got them out. The whole there's not a house standing there. Good grief. Yes. Well, I can imagine. And were they able to make it out safely, or I guess? Yes, but their neighbor was killed. Oh, no. And that whole area is devastated. Sorry to hear that. Similar stories came in from all over the tornado zone. In the meantime, there were hundreds of people without homes in Joplin. Some stayed with relatives in hotels or motels, but others had no place to go. Only three weeks earlier, Missouri Southern State University had signed an agreement with the Red Cross to serve as a Red Cross shelter in the case of a disaster. Within hours, bleachers were pushed back in Young Gymnasium at MSSU. Cots were set up and people began to file in. Some of them seemed almost shell-shocked. Many were there for nearly a week. A hospital was set up in Missouri Southern's Health Science Building to help care for the overflow of the injured. And briefly, the MSSU football field served as a temporary morgue. But help was on the way. We'll have more on that tomorrow. Steve Smith, News Talk KZRG. In the first days and weeks after the tornado, a huge swath of Joplin resembled a war zone. With trees denuded and buildings gone, it was possible to see the empty St. John's Hospital on the far west part of the city, all the way from Range Line Road in East Joplin. The view in between the two areas in the mile-wide zone could only be called surreal. In a large part of the area, no houses were standing at all. Street signs, frames of reference were gone. Huge stacks of fresh bottled water became a familiar sight in the zone. On Sunday, just one week after the tornado, President Barack Obama walked several streets in the city. He spoke to reporters. Uh, obviously, the scene speaks for itself. Uh, I want to thank uh, the outstanding work uh, that uh, Governor Nixon, uh, the mayor, uh, all the congressional delegation, uh, as well as the First Lady have done and the, and the Red Cross in helping people to respond. But obviously, it is going to take... Uh, years to build back. Uh, met an 85-year-old gentleman who has a still has a, a lawn service uh, who explained how he had just gotten his chicken pot pie out and the storm started coming and he went into the closet and came out without a scratch. Uh, and so uh, they're, they're good stories to tell and happy stories to tell here, but, uh, but obviously there's been a lot of hardship as well. Uh, the main thing I just want to communicate to the people of Joplin uh, is uh, this is just not your tragedy. Uh, this is a national tragedy, and that means there will be a national response. That afternoon, President Obama spoke to an overflow crowd. His comments were heard all over the world. I love Joplin. I love Joplin. And as president, I can promise you, your country will be there with you every single step of the way. We will be with you every step of the way. We're not going anywhere. The cameras may leave. The spotlight may shift. But we will be with you every step of the way until Joplin is restored and this community is back on its feet. We're not going anywhere. Steve Smith, News Talk KZRG. And so, as the days and months passed, the work began to rebuild the city of Joplin. What about hope? Joplin never lost it. The battered sign at the destroyed Joplin High School had new letters put on it, unofficially changing the name to Hope High School. Classes were moved to Joplin's North Park Mall, a school bond issue was passed, and rebuilding began. A tree with its branches ripped off by the tornado was painted brightly and became a source of inspiration on 15th Street. 
Scholars Daniel J. Smith and Daniel Souter noted during an appearance on the KZRG Morning News Watch that by January of 2012, just over six months after the tornado, all but 20 of 525 closed businesses had either reopened or were in the process of reopening. In Joplin, a long-term recovery committee helped identify unmet needs. But it wasn't all sweetness and light. Controversy quickly arose over the decision to hire former Sugarland, Texas Mayor David Wallace and his business partner, Costa Bajali, as the city's master developers. Their responsibilities would include assembling parcels of land for development projects and attracting outside investors. But even a quick Internet search could reveal the two had had significant legal problems in the state of Texas. Ultimately, the Costa Bajali offices in the city were vacated without notice. In 2015, a citizen requested audit by State Auditor Nicole Galloway showed a series of property purchases related to redevelopment plans included questionable involvement by a former Joplin mayor who acted as the broker on properties purchased by a local real estate development company. These properties located in the redevelopment zone were later flipped to the Joplin Redevelopment Corporation at a high markup. Galloway wrote that the audit found examples of the waste and mismanagement that occur when city leaders blur the lines between private business dealings and government service. She said that would lead to a distrust in the system and a distrust in the people who are elected to represent the best interests of citizens. The state audit gave a poor rating to Joplin municipal government. Yet in the end, it seemed nothing could stop Joplin's progress. Businesses continued to reopen. New businesses came to town. New homes were built. Slowly but surely, Joplin was recovering. Tomorrow, we'll talk to a Joplin City official about where the city is today. Steve Smith, News Talk KZRG. Tomorrow, Saturday, May 22nd at 5.41 p.m., will mark the 10th anniversary of the Joplin tornado. There are literally thousands of stories of bravery and generosity and service. Just how monumental was the tornado? News Talk KZRG's Ty Albright gives us some of the facts and figures. There were 7,500 residential dwellings damaged by the storm. Of those, well over half at 4,000 were completely destroyed, causing some 9,200 people to be displaced. The tornado ultimately was classified as an EF5. That's the category, of course, reserved for the strongest. Wind speeds were in excess of 200 miles an hour. And by the time the tornado petered out past Duquesne, a small city there to the east of Joplin, it had destroyed some 8,000 buildings and 18,000 trees. It was the seventh deadliest tornado in U.S. history. In terms of damage, the 2011 cost in U.S. dollars came to $2.8 billion. The city of Joplin's Troy Bolander tells us more. Our faith-based organizations, the Red Cross, or nonprofits, immediately went to work and setting up a temporary shelter. Uh, of course, FEMA came in. We work with them in trying to find housing for these displaced residents. FEMA got the temporary housing units here in record time. Was President Obama's promise about being with the city all the way through the disaster recovery the truth? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, of course, you're going to have different administrations come in during during the recovery time because ours practically went on for 10 years. But uh, they, they were generous with the amount of funding or, uh, that, um, that they sent to Joplin. Finally, we come to the story of the butterflies. In the very first days after the tornado, stories began to spread around the city about butterflies. Some children said they saw butterfly people hovering above, protecting them. Or they said they saw butterflies carry the souls of those killed away to heaven. 
Joplin's Mercy Park displays a huge 10 by 20 foot butterfly image made of 2,000 colorful tiles. When you drive around Joplin, you'll see metal butterfly sculptures in front of many businesses. The butterfly stories became a symbol of recovery, peace, and resilience. It's an image that will remain in Joplin for many years to come, an indelible part of the remembrances and ramifications of the 2011 Joplin tornado. Steve Smith, News Talk KZRG.